Jesus, all through his ministry, people were trying to trap Jesus, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and uh, Judas trapped him in the garden, and, 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 the, and, the, and, the, and the Roman officials thought they had him trapped on the cross. But Jesus was always the one, even when they thought they had him, they never really had him because he was always in control. Even on the cross, there were over 300 messianic prophecies that Jesus fulfilled in his life and in his death. And so Jesus was, Jesus was, never, he was never really trapped. See, here he is with this woman, and he says, I want to drink. But he's not really thirsty like that. He's trying to give her something. God doesn't really need anything from you. He can have another you in a minute. I don't mean to go back to 2002, but sometimes. And so God, God, God really isn't needing something from you. When we talk about giving in the church, how dare you with your thirsty self get an attitude? They just want my money. God doesn't need your money. God wants to be in your heart. He wants to set you free. You're the one thirsty. You're the one. So he says, Give me a drink. She says, Well, we don't have a bucket. And he's trying to get her to see that she is the bucket. And he is the water. The woman said, Sir, if, 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 there's, if there's some kind of water, if there's some bottomless well, if there's free refills, somebody shout free refills. Give me this water so I won't have to be so I won't have to be trapped. So I won't have to keep coming back here. So I won't So I won't have to keep texting Travis. I just made up the name Travis. So I won't have to keep performing. So I won't have to keep being so thirsty. And now Jesus, he's got her. All right? He got her. He came to Samaria and sat by the well. And now she's trapped. Because watch this. He goes, All right, go get your husband. And she says what had happened was. I don't have a husband, which is true, but it's not the total truth. You know how you do, like, right? I have no husband. Jesus said, "You're right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you've said is true, and you're thirsty. Thirsty, and you're trapped." And when I asked you for water, I was trying to release you from having to go all around to people and things and stuff that doesn't satisfy. I want to give you something that comes from within. I want to give you something. It doesn't depend on bank accounts. It doesn't diminish. No matter how the biopsy comes back, I want to give you something that you can live off of. Something that only gets stronger in your struggle. 
I want to give you unlimited supply. And she said, Sir, I think you're onto something. She goes back to Samaria carrying living water that she didn't even expect to get. Comes back to Jesus, and the Bible says that many in Samaria believed because of her testimony. See, it was a trap. Jesus used a thirsty woman to transform an entire region. I wonder how he could use your life if you would receive his grace today. I want to talk about the setup because that's what it was. It was a setup. That's why he went through Samaria. He was setting this woman up. That's why he asked for a drink because she was thirsty. That's why he went to the cross uphill 650 yards. That's why he said, I thirst. And I'm going to tell you how I found out. Because I, I thought about that thing so long. I thought, okay, how can living water be thirsty? How can a well need water? How can the one that spoke the oceans into existence now need water from the very same source that he created? How could God, who reigns above the waters, need water? How could it be possible that God could come down, condescend to the form of human man? How could Christ be made flesh? How could he die and suffer like that? How could it be that there are seasons in my life when I call on him and nothing happens? How could it be that I have divinity, but I'm trapped sometimes in my desperation? How could it be that I'm full of the Spirit, but sometimes I feel so dry? So I had to read again. I read that verse like like 20 times in John 19:28. And I don't read Greek, although I took Greek. I don't read Hebrew, although I took Hebrew. I was not very effective in my language studies. And, 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 and I don't even read Aramaic, which is what Jesus was probably speaking in at the moment when he said, I thirst, but but what I what I do read really well is English. And I know. I know my punctuation marks. So when I read John 19:28, have y'all got like seven minutes for me to tie this up? Seven minutes. Seven minute miracle. And, and, and so it said that after this, after all you've been through, after all they've accused you of, after all the people who walked away who should have been there, after this. After they counted you out and said you were nothing and mocked you, after this, after a crown of thorns was placed on his head, after the blood ran from his brow, after this, after they beat his back, after they released Barabbas, after this, after the cock crowed and Peter denied him thrice, after this, knowing that now all things were finished, Jesus had one more thing to say. One thing to do, because there are 300 prophecies, and he was on 299. And see, everybody standing around that day thought that death had trapped Jesus, right? And the cross was a setup, but it wasn't set up by Judas, and it wasn't set up by the Sadducees. And it wasn't set up by the Pharisees, and it wasn't set up by Herod. It was set up by heaven. Listen to me preach this sermon. Listen to me preach this sermon. Listen to me preach on the parentheses in John 19, 28. 
I've preached on a lot of things in my little tenure preaching, but I never preached on a punctuation mark until today. After this, knowing that all things had been fulfilled, knowing that he had drank down the full cup of the wrath of God so that you would never have to, after knowing that he suffered like a criminal so that he could reign like a king, after humbling himself, being obedient even to the point of death on a cross. And it was finished. Jesus said, parentheses, to fulfill the scripture. Huh. I wonder why John put it in parentheses. Probably because he didn't know that's why it was happening at the time. See, when Jesus said, I thirst, they thought he wanted water. So they gave him vinegar to mock him. And the thing they used to mock him was actually the thing that he used to finish the work God gave him to do. The thing that they put on a sponge to shame him was the th see, because listen, I gotta tell y'all something. Stand up so I'll finish this sermon, please. Ooh, I gotta show you one more thing. See, because when Jesus said, I thirst to fulfill the scripture, parentheses. Have you ever had to live in the parentheses? I mean, like, not understanding why you were going through what you were going through. Please be real with me. I cannot preach this sermon to closed hearts. I'm trying to give you water today for your thirsty soul, but sometimes you're in a wilderness and you don't know why. And sometimes you're looking at a Red Sea and you feel trapped. And Jesus looked trapped up there on that cross, but John said, No. He wasn't trapped. Death didn't trap Jesus. Jesus trapped death. No. Now I know why he said, I thirst. Now I know why, why the lips that spoke the waters into their place on the earth said, I thirst. To fulfill the scripture, God has a purpose for every thirst in your life. Death didn't trap Jesus, Jesus trapped death. Jesus was setting the trap for death. This was the last thing he had to do before the Spirit could be released. It's a setup. It's a setup. If he didn't suffer, salvation could not spring up like a well. If he did not suffer, it could not flow forth. If he did not die, he could not rise. Somebody shout, it's a setup. It's not the end. It's in the parentheses. It's in the parentheses. Sometimes you got to trust God in the parentheses, in the tight places, when it looks like you're trapped, to know that the very Red Sea that feels like it's going to kill you, it's going to drown your enemies behind you. Somebody shout at you. Just when the devil thought he had Jesus trapped, 
just when he thought it was over, just when he thought we got rid of that one, just when he thought it was the end, just when they rolled the stone. Let it become a trap. God said, I got you. He set the trap. He set the trap. He set the trap. So God brought you here into this garden so you could sweat out your insecurities. God brought you here into this tight place so that your doubts could die and your faith could live. And you will never thirst again. 